It is to stand with people that I love so much to be able to give you praise and to know that we praise the God of the universe in a world that's so confused and so distraught and so on edge and so uncertain. We get to come together as a family of God every Sunday and gather and praise your name. So as we join the thousands and millions around the globe and as we join the angels who down through the ages have been giving you praise, receive it as one of our ways of expressing to you how grateful we are that you have rescued us, that you have redeemed us, that you did send your son so that we can have life and have it for all eternity. And so we give you praise. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Good morning. Great to have you here this morning. A lot going on. I want to remind you, if you've been here for the last couple of weeks and have not filled out one of the Connect cards, would you please do that? Walking out that middle door to your left, we've got a gift for you. One of the ways we just simply want to connect with you and help you connect with us or at least answer any questions we can. So please do that. Next Saturday is our venison dinner. It's a game dinner that we've had for the last 38 years. It's an opportunity for men and boys and some ladies to gather together and just listen to somebody talk about what it's like to be out in the world that God has created, and then a powerful message on the fact that God, the Creator, rescued us through His Son, Jesus. So pray not only that it goes well, but that men and boys and people come to faith in Christ this weekend on Saturday so that we get to celebrate it together on Sunday morning. If you want to help, there are some ladies out there that are going to do that. Been here the last few weeks and want to know what are some next steps? thing called Starting Point. That's in your bulletin. Read that carefully. If you want to sign up for that, we'd love to have you. Also, the same week on March the 8th is a parenting class taught by Keith Kozik that you will definitely, if you're in that process of raising kids, will want to be a part of. Family Fun Night coming up on March the 3rd. And then if you're in a relationship, a serious one that you know is going to go toward engagement, or if you're already engaged and want to know, what does it take to have a marriage that lasts for a lifetime? Going to do a seminar on March the 15th, 6 to 8 in the evening, on what I believe are seven pillars of a strong foundation. Love to have you there, but you've got to sign up online so we know how to prepare for that. Had a lot of feedback from last Sunday with the three of us here asking questions and answering questions. Didn't get to them all, but got a, we actually had more feedback from that than Christmas. So it went well. So thank you for encouraging us in that. We're certainly going to do it again. We didn't answer every question, but we did answer questions in every category. And so we're going to look at doing that again. But it was a lot of fun. One of my favorite authors is King David. Now, he didn't always find himself as a king. He was a shepherd. He was a writer. He was a singer. He was a magician. Magician. Musician. <laughs> and then he became king. What I love about him is his writing. I mean, that guy had more ups and downs than an elevator in New York City on a given weekend. But what I love about him is he always centered back to God. In the middle of every circumstance and every situation and every uncertainty of his life and all the ups and downs of his life, he constantly centered back in on God. Every time I feel like I'm trying to figure an answer to a question or trying to go through an issue in my life or just wanting to know I want to hear from God in a given moment, I'll go back to the Psalms. And you'll never get enough of them. There are 150 of them to go back to, just to be able to get some glimpses of insight into somebody dealing with all the uncertainties of life, but always, always, always wanting to give praise to God. Usually at the end of February, every year, we talk about what God has done and what God is doing. Normally we talk a lot about what God has done and a little bit about where he's going, 
this morning a little bit about what God has done and a lot about where we're going. When I was thinking about that, the Lord led me back to 1 Chronicles chapter 16. The words go like this. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name. Not our name, not anybody else's name, but his name. Make that known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done. He, his, over and over again in this section of scripture is a reminder that God has walked with us every step of the way and God continues to walk with us every step of the way. It is incredible the amount of times in those few verses where David is constantly pointing back to God. He has done it. We are his. He has provided. He is incredible. When I look back at 2019, I am just overwhelmed. And when I put it all together a couple of weeks ago, and I saw it for the very first time in this time, in this frame, I was overwhelmed. In October of 2019, we were $80,000 behind budget. We asked, you responded, and God poured out his blessing. And we finished the year totally in the black with $2.2 million of income. Now, you add on top of that... We gave away $196,000 through various ministries. We gave over $22,000 to the baby bottle campaign. This year, I just found out on Friday, we're going to give even more. We're almost at $22,500 right now in the baby bottle campaign. $35,000, there you go. $35,000 was given away through our deacons fund. $27,000 to Kama, which is the relief arm of the Christian and Missionary Alliance to the Dominican, to the Haiti, to uh, Puerto Rico, to Southeast Asia, just so many different places. $88,000 we raised for the youth missions trip in Life 2019. $15,000 we gave to the VBS to the Car Academy. In in a few months this summer, you're going to be able to see some of the kids. When our team went over there, and they were told that we were the ones that provided all the equipment, all the dorm rooms, all the up stairs apartment complex they stood up and cheered for community alliance church for what we did you're going to get to see some of that now you take that two million dollar budget hundred ninety six thousand dollars we gave away we gave four hundred and fifty thousand to missions i mean that is incredible when you think about it now that's on top of everything else that's 16 percent of our income just got what god is doing around the world that is the seventh highest of the 2,000-plus CNMA churches in the Christian and Missionary Alliance in the United States. I don't brag to say that. What I say is we are nowhere near the seventh largest churches in the CNMA. But look what God has done in our midst. 2009, we took out a loan, 30-year loan, to pay off the mortgage of this building. This complex and the renovation of the children's wing cost almost $9 million. You brought in what a three-year pledge. I went to the bank and I signed a loan with paper in my hand. And I said to the banker, I promise they will pay it. They promised me they would do it. <laughs> six and a half million dollars, over six and a half million dollars came in in that. We were overwhelmed with what God has done in that contribution. And here we are only 11 years later, and we only owe oh, $1.3 million on this complex. I mean, that's incredible when you think about it. Our attendance, Sunday morning, children's ministry, youth ministry, all on an upswing. When churches are declining, churches are plateauing, churches are going down here, every single one of the areas of our life are on an upswing. I don't know about you, I realize I'm prejudiced, but I think that is worthy of praise. So when you listen, amen. 
So when you listen to our songs this morning, I hope you heard every song playing in your head when I was beginning to read some of those things. God is faithful. God is incredible. God is overwhelming. We are a very blessed church. I hope we never, ever, ever take that for granted in any way at all. Now, you all know that I grew up on a dairy farm. I've mentioned it a couple of times through my journey here. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. It was very challenging, but I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Connie and I got married at 8 o'clock at night because the cows had to be milked first. Like, seriously? The thing that I loved about that is we didn't have to provide a meal at 8 o'clock at night. Who's going to do that? My dad said, I, I, I love you enough, but I need you to know that you can't play any sports in school until you go off to college. I hope you pay for college. You can play every sport you want to. So they sent me off to Nyack College in one of the CNMA ministry school or ministry preparation schools of the Christian Missionary Alliance. The funny thing is, when you think about sending your kids to college, you're now renting a U-Haul, right, to get them ready or a big truck. My parents sent me to Nyack College, which is 18 miles out of New York City, with a suitcase to with a guy I didn't even know. They found somebody that was going to Nyack, packed a suitcase and said, God bless you, go. And so I did. When I brought my daughter home from college, a number of years later, I remember having to rent a U-Haul to bring her back. My freshman year, I tried out for the baseball team, which means either was either a decent player or they were desperate. I'm not sure which one it was. I'll let you decide. Our spring tournament was in Boca Raton, Florida, so we had to get ready for that. During that particular process, we had to run the entire campus. You're going to see a map up there. I can't do the laser pointer, but if you see that big white building down there at the bottom, that on the left of it is our baseball field. It's set up for soccer right now. We had to run through there, pass there, straight up to those other buildings, up eight flights of steps, which are straight up, all the way back to where that woods breaks between the break, all the way out to the left toward the river, all the way down the road, and back into that particular complex. Now, I made a decision on one of those very first runs. This country boy is going to show those city kids who's been playing baseball and sports all their life that this country boy can keep up with all those city kids. So I ran with everything I had. We got to the end when we're rounding corner, ready to come into the very bottom where you see that loop coming around the bottom building. And I decided I'm going to kick it in high gear. So I saved enough to stay with them. And then I kicked it in high gear. And I finished ahead of most of those guys who've been playing ball all their lives. About a year, <laughs> about a year and a half ago, I didn't expect it, but about a year and a half ago or so, the Lord brought that word picture to my mind. Now, I haven't been in college for a long time. So that was in the early 70s, and all of a sudden, about a year and a half ago, God brought that picture to my mind as to how I wanted our ministry to be defined. We wanted to finish well. Connie and I started as a team. We wanted to continue to stay as a team, and we wanted to finish well. And then I remembered everybody wants to finish well. But we also wanted to finish strong. And so today, because I love you so much, and I wanted to be able to tell you personally Connie and I are retiring officially in a year from now. Well, that's better than clapping, so I'm glad you didn't clap. <laughs> we, I, thank you. I appreciate that. We, um, we have prayed through this. We've walked through this, we've been, and I'll explain every piece of it for the last couple of years. But we got to the point where we couldn't keep it contained any longer. We wanted to write the story of our final year 
and not have the story be written. I had so many people ask me the question, when are you retiring, when are you retiring, when are you retiring? I'm not sure why they were so excited about that, but they kept asking me that question. I went to a restaurant that we frequent a few months ago, and as I walked in, the lady said to me, I thought you retired. I said, I thought they would have told me. <laughs> and so we wanted to write our story, and we wanted to write this last piece of story. But I love you enough that I did not want you to hear it from anybody else but me. Now, some of you have already nudged your neighbor and said, I told you, as soon as he announced Connie was sick a couple of weeks ago, he's going to retire. This has been in the works for two years, and the date was actually picked almost a year ago. All before this, and I'll explain that in a moment. Connie and I have been doing ministry full-time with the CNMA for almost 43 years, which is a long period of time, and a few years before that, another church. This October, we will celebrate 25 years here. That is a quarter of a century. I think I would rather say 25. I think I would rather say 25 than a quarter of a century. I'm not sure why they're both the same. When you look at it all, that's almost 45 years of continual ministry and almost 14,000 days on call. I've changed a little. Connie hasn't changed at all. And then on Thanksgiving Eve, I realized, as Evan put this picture on the big screen, <laughs> that I had changed a lot more than I had anticipated. This is Evan Miranda, our youth pastor's baptism in the early 2000s. I'm not sure who the skinny guy is beside him with all the black hair, but it looks a little bit like me. Connie and I both love what we do, and we wanted to make this transition while we still love what we do. Does that make sense? We really wanted to make this transition while we still love what we do. I told the elders about a year and a half ago, I never want to be Brett Favre thinking I can still pass the ball when I probably should pass it on to somebody else. I still feel strong and creative. Connie still feels strong and creative. Things like the guide rail on the stage, the Christmas journey that we had a few months ago, the 2020 Seeing God Clearly, last weekend's question and answer time. I feel all of those were good. I feel like I was still creative, but the timing is perfect. I want to ask you a question. If you are a leader of an organization and you knew or know you're going to retire, wouldn't you want to do it when things are well as opposed to in a crisis? If you're a leader of an organization, you want to do it when everything's going well, as opposed to it being in a crisis. CAC is in the absolute perfect place for a transition. There is no crisis. We are financially solid. When I looked at all those stats, and I just literally put them all together a week and a half ago, I thought, my lands, God, you've been amazing. And when I look at where we are, there is no capital campaign, so we're not trying to raise money for anything. And me leave in the middle of that, we are in a perfect place. The elders and I have been praying for this for two years. We have prayed through, we have prayed over, we have prayed about the process. We brought in a consultant who had been a key figure in a large church transition. We consulted with our district superintendent. I worked with our Christian counselor. And we believe the timing is perfect. He said to me, this is the biggest decision you will ever make in your entire life. And so he's walked me through the process and he's helped me pick the perfect time. We've been doing ministry for a long time now, and we want to step back and do more things together without the heavy demands and expectations of ministry that times are overwhelming. We want to travel a little. We want to see our kids and grandkids more. We want to slow down the pace of our lives. My parents are 89, 91. I have no idea what 
I'm going to be called to in these last couple of years of their life or whenever that may be. Plus, to be really honest with you, you've heard my voice and my stories for 24 plus years. And I never want to get to the point where I repeat those stories. Which, by the way, I know I already have. (laughs) I'm well aware of the fact that I've repeated my stories. And I get that. But it's time for you to hear a new voice and to hear a new style. Now, you need to know, again, all of this was in place before our current health issues that we've been dealing with. But they were reminders, very vivid reminders, and clearly, as only God could do, a reminder that life is short, precious, and extremely fragile. And he confirmed over and over again that the timing was right. Now, upon my retirement, the elders had a number of options. They could wait till I leave, drop the mic, walk out the door, and it's up to them to figure out what to do from here on out. They could do the look for someone to succeed me in my particular role. Do a search, find the perfect candidate, bring them in. I walk with them, I work with them, I begin to fade in and out, they begin to take that role, and they fulfill the exact role that I'm in right now. We could have hired a search firm to help us find the right candidate or the perfect person for that. Or, the fourth option, look at our current model and begin to change that current model. We explored all four of those. We talked over it, we prayed over it, we prayed through it. We literally explored every one of those four models and made a decision to do the fourth. And that was to rearrange and change our current model in the way we are doing things. We are really blessed. I get it. I understand that I'm biased to that. But we're really blessed with a team that God in his incredible mercy has put into place right now at the history of CAC. So after praying and discussing and interviewing these last two years, the elders have asked Bob Thomas if he would assume the role of the lead pastor after I leave. Fits extremely well into his gift mix. Primary responsibility will be setting the vision for CAC, overseeing the staff, making sure the pastoral care is done. Now, in keeping with the statement of changing our current model and understanding the team that God has put in place, you will now notice, starting next few weeks, the team speaking more and more and meet less and less. And the ultimate major responsibility will fall on Joe Flores as the primary teaching pastor about 30 times a year in that journey. All of those decisions made by the elders were unanimous. I don't think I've ever done this before, but these guys that have been with us in the journey have been exceptional. And I've asked them the freedom this morning if I could just share their names so you would know who's been a part of this journey for the last two years and have been praying seriously and without end to this decision. Jimmy Mahan has been my friend and my chairman for vice chairman for almost all 24 years. Joe Ertis, Warren Carr, Kevin Barnhart, Tom Varner, Nate Stedman, and Craig Creator before he moved and relocated. These men are godly. It's one of the best group of elders I've ever been a part of and one of the best teams I've ever had the privilege of leading. This is an incredible team and God has put it all in place, I believe, in his timing. The only thing that's going to change on the organizational chart is actually Bob's role Because at the end of this year, he will take my role. The rest of them will stay the same. What I love about all of that, it's going to take two to four guys to replace me. And I love that. (laughs) I love that knowledge. Now, you obviously have figured out that that's going to leave an opening in children's ministry that Connie has been leading well for the last 24 years. 
And we're asking you as an elder group to join us in prayer as we pray through, over, and for that replacement. What we have discovered over the last 10 years as I've gone to membership class, I've taught them all, but the specific, specifically these last 10 years, in that and in starting point is that many people have made a decision to become a part of CAC based on children and youth ministries. I mean, over and over again, every starting point, every membership class, when I ask them, why us, out of all the 37, 40 churches in town, why us? And almost every single time, the answer is, especially if they're raising children, your children and youth ministries. We decided that, and then we came into the sanctuary. We liked you and loved Dave. So I'm not sure why those two went together that way, but, and they said, we want to stay. And that's why, again, I say this decision is incredibly, incredibly important. My hope and my prayer this morning is that you understand and you support our decision and you support their decision. I trust that you'll pray with us and for us as we continue to move forward. I trust that you'll pray with us as we begin the search for a children's pastor. I pray with, that you will respect our decision to retire, that you will support and encourage our staff in their new roles, and I trust that you will believe that Connie and I have done our best to serve you in these last 24 years. Thank you. Thank you. There's been a behind-the-scenes conversation that have gone on that nobody believed that when I stood up here and talked to you about Connie that I wouldn't cry. And the second behind-the-scenes conversation is when I stood up here this morning and told you what I'm telling you, that I wouldn't cry, but I knew there would be a moment that that would come. Now, some people ask, why a year? Have you been to my office? If not, you got to come and see it for the next couple of months because it's going to take me a year just to figure out where to put everything. And I didn't want you to get to the point when you see a deer head walking out of the sanctuary somewhere along the way that you'll wonder, where is he going with that and why is he taking it out of the room? But to be honest with you, the elders have asked me to pour what I've learned into this staff. I feel like I have a couple of things to share. I have a few things that I've learned over the last 45 plus years. And they have asked me to do everything I can to pour everything I have into this current staff. What I love about this staff is they want to learn. They really, really want to learn. They want to grow. They want to understand. They want to get what I have learned and put it into their lives as well. We obviously need time to hire a children's pastor. We personally, her and I, need time to work out of this role. To stand up here before you today and say we're done today and we won't be back would be one of the hardest things I'll ever do. And we need time to work out of that role i got to get ready to live on Social Security like many of you have. We don't have pension in the CNMA, so we've got to figure that all out. And we've done it really well, and God has blessed us in amazing ways. You will obviously notice, and the elder board has seen this transition, you will obviously notice over the next number of months that the preaching role that I do on a Sunday morning will begin to shift so that I'll be preaching less, and they specifically, Joe, will be preaching more. So I wanted you to clearly understand that. There's no way we wanted to do that without you knowing exactly why. My honest hope in all of this is come November and you see me here, no one will say, are you seriously still here? I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Many have asked, and I want to be honest with you, we're not moving. We're not relocating. We're not selling our house. We're not doing any of those things. We love Butler. 
We love this area. We love what God has done here. So the question that some have asked is, where do we go from here? Exactly where we've been going and exactly where we're intending to go. Purpose statement on the wall in the late lobby says this, we want to be people transformed by faith in Christ, growing in wisdom and intentional in relationships and service. The mandate Jesus gave us 2,000 years ago has not changed. We can say it another way. We can spin it another way. We can spend months analyzing it. It has not changed. When he said, take this life-changing gospel everywhere you go to everyone you meet till the whole world hears, till I return, and then, until then, keep on going forward. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We sang this song today that maybe you didn't get. Faithful he is and faithful what? He will always be. Faithful he is, faithful he will always be. And the God that has led CAC since 1905 will continue to lead CAC incredibly well until we see him face to face. The thing that I discovered yesterday, and maybe somebody will correct me, I'm the only one who retired in its 108-year history or 115-year history. Everyone else went on to another church. So I'm happy to be one of those who's been here that long. Next week, I'm preaching. It's going to be a sermon called, What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? (laughs) And then Joe and I and Coz are going to do a series on how to grow in your faith. Over the last few weeks, how to share your faith, why that's so important, Next few weeks, how to grow in your faith. What are the things that you need to do to make sure that happens? Our hope and our prayer is that you trust us, you believe in us, you support us, and you continue to encourage us, and that you, like me, wanted to make sure you heard it from me and no one else. I have been blessed. My first church in Newcastle, Pennsylvania started me out well, had one of the best senior pastors God could ever give a young guy who didn't know anything of what he was doing. And yet he believed in me and trusted in me and invested in me. Then I went to Beaverdale, Pennsylvania for six years and then Cattersport for 10 years. All three of those churches have asked me at some point or the other through the last 24 years to come back. And then you asked me to be here and you didn't ask me to leave. So thank you for that. I'm glad I'm still here. I'm glad I can finish out this year. I'm glad you trusted me. And these elders have given me an incredible amount of freedom to do that. But I am one of those rare pastors and I get it that Connie and I have been together all of these years doing ministry so well together and we've been in four really, really great churches. My district superintendent asked me, do you want to go into another church after you retire? I said, I've fallen in love with four of them, really in love with this one in the last 24 plus years. I don't think I can emotionally do that again. So there are a lot of options that I'll explore and I'll tell you exactly what they are when I know what they are. But I wanted you to hear this today from me. I love you. Let's pray. God, this has been an incredible journey. It's been wonderful. We thank you for the opportunity of being together, of serving and loving and caring and crying and celebrating, for being able to see people come to faith in Christ and see hundreds transformed by the gospel of Jesus. So delighted that I could be a part of people's celebration of marriage and the final days in someone they loved, who have all become my friends. And so Connie and I have been incredibly blessed and we're overwhelmed to be a part of this church family to finish our career together this way. So thank you for the privilege of that. I could never, ever underestimate that. I could have never dreamed it, but I'm so delighted for it and I never want to take that for granted. So as we continue to move forward and work out this transition over the next few months, I pray, God, that you'll be continually leading us every step of the way and we'll enjoy it. All of us will enjoy it because we know you're in it 
And we believe that you're a part of everything we've done, that you have led everything we've done. You've been all of directing every decision we've made, and you will continue to walk with us in this journey. We thank you for loving us that much, for entrusting me as a, your spokesperson for all of these years. I thank you for the privilege of doing that. We love you. Thank you for loving us so much. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Just so you know, my parents just found this out this weekend. <laughs> so I wanted to keep it as best as I could until I shared it with you, my church family. And uh, I thank you for being here today. Look forward to seeing you next Sunday. God bless you. Have a great day.